Jimmy Lewis, and this is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, the dirt bike podcast where we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. In episode number 42 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, we're fresh off burning hot laps at the uh, single-wide flat track, you know, Area 52 as it's called. And Logan joins me, and he says, well, almost as much as I just said, but uh, we answer your questions, things like how you should position your handlebars, um, why recluse clutch helps, eh, things like that. So I can't believe we've been doing it for this long, but you can find out why and learn a few things in the process. This show is brought to you by Taco Moto. So you've heard us talk about Taco Mike on the show. He's been a guest host a few times. Taco Moto Co., that's how you find him on the web, sells a lot of the kind of cool and unique tuning products that you need to get your emissions-compliant bike running up to snuff. So if you have questions, he has answers, and he can also sell you the stuff. So if we can't answer the question here, which we hope we can, maybe he can answer the question over there, and he can also sell you the parts that you might need to get your especially KTM or Husky dual sport bike uh, running like a champ. Anyways, it's tacomoto.co. Along with, Climb has been with this show since the beginning, and I really appreciate that. What I like even better is that the gear is super awesome. I've been wearing it since the beginning. Uh, it's evolved a bunch. It's very durable, um, really good fitting. They have features on their gear that are pretty much uh, industry leading. And I appreciate that because that's what I wear when I get to do fun stuff and I'm comfortable and I like almost everything that they make. So if you are looking for a change of gear or you're looking for the best gear, I think uh, you won't be disappointed by trying climb. So give them a look. And DDC Racing, that's Delaney Drive Components. They're makers of very... Strong, durable, chromoly, chrome plated sprockets. If you've seen these things, they look like Swiss cheese. They're super light for a steel sprocket. They last forever. They come with a one year warranty and they are built by riders who really care about keeping riding areas open. So if you're interested in some good drive systems parts, check out ddcracing.net. That's Delaney Drive Components. Now, here's the show. It's 7.01. It's time for Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, episode number 42. What are you doing, Logan? Moving my chair. Logan is my guest host tonight. He's got three things he wants to talk about, because I told him he was going to have to talk about two, and uh, that's the way we do things around here. Off the cuff, make it work um, however it works, and uh, Logan's showing you the t-shirt that you could be uh, purchasing on the Dirt Bike Test Store. But we're not shipping out anything until after Christmas because um, uh, we don't want to plug up the postal service. We don't. I know that we get such a rash of orders that um, it could literally shut down the post office before uh, Christmas. So you're not going to get your Dirt Bike Test T-shirt for Christmas. Don't promise it to anybody. In fact, after Christmas, we may not even have this podcast or whatever we call it anymore. And uh, and then then you won't even know how to get T-shirts. Although you could go to dirtbiketest.com and get a T-shirt there. So if you're wondering what Tech Talk Talk Taco Tuesday is, can you say that out loud, Logan? Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Perfect. Um, it's a show where we talk about motorcross motorcycle related questions. Yeah, motorcycles and motorcycle related products. We products. answer questions. Sometimes motocross. What about flat tracks? We talk about flat track? Not much, but maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. Why would we talk about flat track tonight? Because we were doing it about an hour ago. That's right. Uh, out here in Pahrump, Valley of the Dirt People, we have a dirt flat track um, surrounded by, uh, what would you call those? Dilapidated single wides? Yeah. 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 It's the, uh, it's the uh, single track Single single wide flat track. Single wide city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, over the past uh, month or so, I've been like you know dragging some dirt, putting some sand down, uh, tilling, cultivating. It was all kind of 
in anticipation, I went to American Super Camp uh, a few weeks ago to learn how to properly flat track, which was awesome. And I did that, by the way, if you're looking for um, some motorcycle uh, instruction that's fun and will help you, uh, American Super Camp is very good. But anyways, I went there, but before I went there, I decided I want to practice a little bit, and I had this lot, and I just dug a flat track into it and started sliding around on my uh, TTR-125, and tonight it was the XR-100, which I'm a little disappointed about, because my mechanic, Mechanico, he says he's not a mechanic. So Gabe, who's not, what are you, not a producer of the podcast either? Uh, but he's got the he's got the logo up there um it the the logo's working about as good as the xr100 did today it was sputtering on the top right logan yes but that wasn't a problem for you no i couldn't get to the top yeah he he had more of a he had more of a motocross style he was he was he was he was using the whole turn and I was trying to dive it in a little bit deep, back it in, get on the power, you know, ride the brake into the turn. All the stuff that I teach you not to do in my class because yep. it's like it's like combining um, – it's it's a very advanced skill and it's combining this other stuff. And you'd think after all these years and, you know, I talk about what an expert rider I am. Man, I'm a novice at that because <laughs> I need to practice a lot more. I look – you know how when you watch somebody that thinks they know how to ride but you just watch them and they don't know how to ride? Yeah. Okay, so if you knew how to ride flat track and you watched me, I'd be that guy. It's Probably. Re- yeah, it's really bad. It looks It looks pretty fun, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Your dad shot a video of us. I watched it. I looked really slow. It hurt to watch it. So. It was the bike. It was the bike. Yeah, because I couldn't get it up on top end, Gabe. It sputtered. I, I let you borrow that thing, and I expected to come back tuned like a racehorse. <laughs> clean the carb, not tune it. <laughs> I know, and you were using it to teach a beginner rider how to ride, and I'm sure they weren't bouncing it off the rev limiter. But uh, it was low on oil, too, by the way. P.S. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we have some questions from our uh, from our viewers. Uh, it's funny because a lot of people, you see this on YouTube. Um, currently, I don't know how long we'll do it for. We do it live on Facebook on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you come to our Dirt Bike Test uh, Facebook page, you can watch it there. Uh, sometimes we take calls. Sometimes we answer um, questions live in the kind of the chat room that's going on. So when you wonder why we're talking about stuff that we're seeing, uh, it's stuff that's going on in the chat room. Uh, we may, we've actually tried to switch it over to YouTube, but currently we're having a little bandwidth problem here. I think we probably ran over some of the wires out in the flat track that are connecting us to the internet. Probably. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so we have a sheet full of questions. About halfway through the show, we've decided that um, we are going to take uh, some calls. If you have questions, everybody uh, write down this number. I'm sure somebody will put it in the chat room. Why don't you do it, Logan? Why don't you be like, oh, George, is George there? Yeah. Okay, he'll do it then. The number is 775-451-3328. And the reason we're waiting until um, halfway through the show is because we're poor people out here, and, and it actually costs us like $0.09 cents a minute to run that um, that phone line. So we're, we're um, you know, we're, we're working at the rate of how, how well we're sponsored. Does that make sense? Yes. Did you get me a sponsor? No. No. Wasn't that your job? No. No? I didn't think so. Okay. Well, that, you need to write your speeches. You need to do get the sponsors. And what was the other thing I just said? Oh, yeah, you can handle all this technical stuff that we're messing up on. So let's talk about motorcycles, Logan. What do you want to talk about? Um, I was wondering why the Yamaha made a black Yamaha. So that would have been a few years back. It was a special edition. No, the most recent one. They have a, They have one that's the most recent ones are black. Wow. Yeah. One of them's on your dirt bike test website. It is. Yeah. One of the smart people on the dirt bike test.com must have put that up there. Um, so uh, if a lot of times they do the special editions, like they have the regular color. I remember when they had, I liked the yellow one, the one that did that was like the old yellow Yamaha's. And uh, 
You know the ones that Bob Hanna wrote? You know who Bob Hanna is? Yes. Yeah, good. Good kid. Um, so it's actually, believe it or not, this shirt. <laughs> this shirt is kind of, remember the HRP logo? Yeah, that's where we, I actually asked Bob if we could kind of steal the design, and he was cool with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like the yellow ones. They have, now they have like a, I remember they had a teal one. Last year I rode a teal and kind of, like your bike, your bike has that light blue in it, but the black ones are generally, um, it's just a special edition. And I think it has to do with their association with Monster because, like, some of the teams, a lot of the Yamaha teams are kind of Monster-sponsored, monster and Monster likes to have black bikes if they can. Yeah. So um, could be could be some of that. Um, I know a lot of the – Yamaha's always been really picky about the color, you know, what color. You know, it was red and white, remember, back in the in the 80s. That was their corporate colors. And then, like, you know, why are the ones in the United States yellow? And then all of a sudden they're blue. Then it's then okay now we're blue, and, uh, different colors. So you're asking the wrong guy. I don't I don't know. I actually like the black ones. I thought they looked pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, better than your white one. I don't know. You don't know. You can buy more plastic. A Cherby's makes good plastic. They probably have a plastic kit that's whatever color you want. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got the. Uh, Got the phone number up there. So uh, actually ch- hit us in the chat room if you're going to call in. Let us know that you're going to call in so we can um, plug our phones in. Um, let's see. Got some of the regulars in here. Um, Steve Conklin moved to Colorado Springs. That's that's good, Steve. Um, lots of adventure riding up there. Um, I think I knew I, I knew that you were going to do that. <laughs> I think you texted me or something like that. So we're going to get to the questions here. Um, Control Freak Australia asks, um, he's talking about the Honda Sierra 450. He says the LX is more my speed shit fuel economy, but the power is there at almost 50 horsepower. You know what he's asking about? Not really. Uh, you know, this ding dong that's calling us during the show. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Tell him we're busy. <laughs> He's doing that on purpose, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what Control Freak Australia is trying to get at um, uh, with the Honda CR450. Um, I it I thought it got good fuel economy. I mean, maybe he's talking about since the tank is small, it doesn't go really that far. But, uh, yeah, that's – it's, it's a comment more than a question. I, this is this is what you get on the 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 tubes of you and and uh where all the experts you know go to um you know ex- exchange information it's a it's a free it's a free economy of information so you're getting what you pay for and maybe more than that um and it's just hard to tell what you're going to get so Delco Tell Computer Support asks, and he's, I, he's talking about recluse clutches. Oh, I have installed a installed 3.1, 3.0 on my Harley Supster. Sportster. Sportster. On a 68,000 kilometer on the clock. I just hope I had from the time I bought it well explained video get good man. Yeah. So he's uh he, he came across our recluse clutch explained video and uh he wishes he had found that and the recluse earlier. I'm wearing a recluse hat right now. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> you know, one of the uh, it, it, recluse clutches are kind of like a love it or hate it thing, um, with uh, especially with more experienced or seasoned riders. You know why, Logan? I don't know. Do you like recluses? A little. A little. <laughs> well, you just blew my point out of the water. <laughs> I said love it or hate it, and you said oh, I like it a little. That's in the in between. Perfect. Um, so. Uh, the, the funny thing is, is I rode them when they were in the very beginning, when they were actually, they were called Revlox. Uh, it, w- it wasn't a recluse. There were two separate companies, very similar products. Um, 
and they worked kind of like they do now, but just horribly <laughs> – they were horrible compared to the way they are now. They're so refined now. And so generally if someone doesn't like a recluse, it's probably because they haven't – they've never ridden with one or they never gave it a chance when they hopped on the bike. They hopped on the bike and they wouldn't just let the recluse do the work. They kept trying to modulate their fingers and stuff. And as someone who I feel is probably in the top – 10% of clutch use ability, I think, maybe. Did you give me that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Remember, this is a podcast. Shaking your head up and down doesn't work on the when it's just coming out of your phone. Yeah. Right? Right. Okay. So uh, I'm pretty good with my clutch, and I like not having to ever touch the damn lever. So, um, but that's because they're for old men. And if you ask anybody... Who recluses are for, they'll say they're for old people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lazy people, th those two. But, you know, lazy and old kind of come together. I know some young lazy guys that probably could use reclu recluses. But um, so uh, where was I going with this? Um, yeah, it's kind of a love it or hate it thing. And until you just kind of let go of the clutch and let it do all the stuff, and more so than I've seen it take riders to another ability level. Because all of a sudden it was one less thing they had to think about so they could actually pick the right line or maybe concentrate on their throttle control as opposed to doing those two things and working their two fingers or maybe their whole hand on the clutch, however they did it. Um, it takes people up a skill level, and it also teaches them to quit slipping the damn clutch because I see so many people that are afraid of their bike stalling. They won't let it go down to where there's still plenty of torque. They're always they're, they're, they're 10 or 15 horsepower too much, and they're taking that power out by slipping the clutch, and then they lose control of the clutch, and instead of getting the 8 horsepower they need, they get 36, and what do you think happens then? No traction. Or? Or loop out. Loop out, right. And generally right when that starts happening, they pull the clutch in again, and then what do they have? Nothing. And then they pop it out again, and then it either spins more or loops out more. It's it's uh, yeah. So if you have a chance, um, just take one and put it around. Go ride some really technical stuff and put your hand on your head because you know you're obviously at that point. If you don't need a recluse, you're such a good rider that you don't need to do anything with that hand. You're so balanced and everything. And listen to the motor. <laughs> listen to your motor when you're when you're doing that stuff and. Uh, and then uh, trust it. So, um, okay. Was that a recluse commercial? Quite. Maybe. Quite. Yeah, almost sounded like one. Uh, hey, you know what else I've been? I've been actually testing some recluse's oil. Um, and I don't know what I think yet because it takes a long time to test oil. You can't just do it in 10 minutes like um, a lot of those other editorial outlets do. <laughs> um, okay. Next question. What is what is this one here? What's that name? Sabaticus. Sabaticus, yeah. He says, at dirt bike test, are you using Trail Tech mounts or another product? And he is referring to our Tour of Idaho video where I run two Trail Tech Voyagers. Uh, not the Voyager Pro because it was done three or four years ago, um, but the Voyagers. And, yes, I'm using their billet um, housing, like the, the protector. And their stock kind of L-shaped bracket that's actually bolted onto my crossbar of a flex handlebar. So I would say that other than you know bolting it onto the crossbar, uh, that is a um, a Trail Tech mount. So hopefully that answers that question. Richard Stremlo asks, "I'm fixing to buy a 300. I'm down to decide." Deciding between a XCW or an XC. Could you provide some input on it, the difference? Every week I provide the answer to this question. <laughs> so for the record, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say refer to episode 16 through 41 for the answer to this question. Um, <laughs> whatever the weekend I rode the, the 2020 KTM 300, whatever episode that was since then, because I rode the I rode the XC and the XCW up in Washington. 
I have not ridden the XC since then, so I'm based on my opinion on on that. But it's been consistent ever since KTM has had an XC and an XCW. The more that you are going to go to motocross tracks, think XCF or XC. I'm sorry, XC. The more you're thinking about extreme enduro, think XCW, and then then you can start blending in the middle. It's not to say that an XCW cannot do a motocross track. It's just not set up for that. And then an XC is not necessarily set up for extreme and drill. Will XC do single track? Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the differences really are the transmission ratios and the suspension. The XC has linkage and a little bit stiffer setup and uh, the air fork. XCW has open cartridge spring fork, PDS suspension, and uh, wide ratio gearbox. But currently, the motors are identical as far as the power producing parts, um, right down to the tuning on the ECU from what I'm told and what I experienced. So, yeah, should I ever answer that question again? <laughs> Every week? Next week. <laughs> next week? Just next week? Okay, maybe maybe Big John will call in and ask that question just to annoy us, right? Oh. When's he going to come back and guest host with us? You know, he's he does. Well, let's see. Um, hey, by the way, jo uh, George Johnny Campbell is the new uh, leader for uh, most views. Last weekend was really good. I haven't even checked the YouTube numbers, but the ones on Facebook were kind of uh, out of this world. So, if you want to hear Johnny Campbell stories. Uh, go back and look at episode 41, uh, which I don't know. It's Yeah, it's up on the YouTubes, right? With that technical difficulty thing. <laughs> that was That's on me, by the way. But you did a good job of fixing that because I looked like a blithering, you know, yeah, when that happened. Um, next question. Speaking of that, that's Joe Doyle. Oh. Start there. Cool T4. Great. That's Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, by the way. He just doesn't want to spell it out. Great to see Jimmy and Johnny talking old writing stories. Jimmy, if you haven't already, could you please solve the mystery of barbends, heights, restrict, risers, risers, etc. I am six one, long arms. And legs, legs, short torso. I I like my bars vertical rather than kicked slightly back at an angle. Rock. Rocks one inch risers one inch forward. Is this a poor practice or bad habit? Some say it is on YouTube. <laughs> Bad handling, shakes, and shimmers. I haven't noticed this, but I'm not a pro like you. What are your thoughts? Um, well, thanks for, uh, yeah, enjoying Jimmy and Johnny stories. We didn't even get into it. I could have I destroyed Johnny Campbell <laughs> with stories. Actually, he could probably destroy um, me too with stories. I, I was actually there when... Um, when uh, God gave Johnny Campbell his first beer, and I, I kid you not, that is one of the funniest things that's ever happened that I've been with Johnny. Um, uh, some, sometimes we'll get it, we'll get him back, and he, somebody has to remind me to tell that story. But because uh, 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 Johnny's very religious, and and uh, and he really takes takes that serious in a great way, and uh, I've. And he doesn't drink, or he didn't drink. <laughs> and we were out riding one day, and something magical happened. <laughs> so anyways, uh, let's see. Now back to the question. Um, well, I, I, I can't really tell anything about how your bike should be set up as far as bar risers and bar bends and all that stuff until I actually see you ride. And it doesn't matter whether your legs are short and your arms are long or vice versa. It really depends on how you bend and maneuver on the bike. Now, a strange thing happens when you do certain things to your motorcycle. So, when you you gotta you gotta remember it, the the bike kind of pivots around the the steering stem, 
to a certain extent, and your handlebars are connected to the steering stem. And if you think about if you wanted to be stable um, and you wanted to do a pull-up on something that pivoted on the center, you would have those bars closer to you as opposed to farther away from you in reference to the center. So you wouldn't want it on top of the center. You'd want it on the bottom of the center because just the way if you hang there, all your weight's hanging on that thing and it'll center up. If you're on top of it, you can cause it, you know, the more you you go, you cause it to be unstable. Is this making kind of sense? So when you start putting handlebars in front of the center, is front of the 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 center stem, the, the 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 steering stem, it makes it easier for it to be unstable in certain situations. And it's funny because under braking, the exact opposite happens. You know, if your weight goes up onto the handlebars. So it, it when it when the when the bars are behind the center stem, you have the propensity to make it a little unstable. So there's a, there's kind of a fine line in there and it and it depends on the geometry of the bike, how it's set up. It's all kinds of crazy stuff. And it really depends on where you are on the bike and how you ride the motorcycle. So um, how do you – the good thing about the Rocks risers, by the way, is they're very adjustable. You know, they, they allow – you can pivot the bars and move them forward and back and you can try. And you can make big changes with that. You can angle it back and lean the bars forward and then angle the Rocks risers forward and lean the barn back and essentially have it in the same spot. But it, it has a different sensation. The bike actually feels a little bit different. I've tried this. That's how That's how I know. But um, it, what the, the, the common poor practice is raising your bars too high, which kind of puts you in a, in a back position. You kind of tend to lean back. It forces your, your upper body back. And then you watch, I kind of call it the, the standard adventure rider. I watched YouTube riding position where it looks like you're thrusting your pelvis forward and your shoulders are back behind your pelvis, and you're you're going, look at me, I'm standing up and touching the handlebars, uh, which uh, you should bend at the hips, and the hips should go back the other direction. Just watch any high-level rider. You're never going to see their their pelvis in front of their shoulders unless they're crashing. <laughs> so, um, But uh, if you haven't noticed uh, the shakes and shimmies that you're talking about, that's probably good. Um, uh, but again... Man, uh, it 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 all it all kind of depends. I think Fast Company, and I haven't seen it yet. I know I know Cole's, you know Cole Towns and Fast Company calls about this stuff all day. So I think they did some sort of a blog post. Um, maybe George out there might find it and uh, uh, dig it up. Um, they did a, a post about bar riser positions and, and handlebar positions, and it got a lot of uh, a lot of traction. So that's probably some pretty good information because he talks to people all day long about this. Um, I know where I like my bars. I'm picky about it, and uh, but um, do not go put your bike on the center stand or up on a stand and then like reach down and say, "Hey, look, my bars are too low," because you're never riding like that. You're always you know, able to lean forward and accelerate. And even when you decelerate, you actually kind of like, you know, fold and lean backwards. So you're, you're actually bending down towards the bars. I mean, if you're really having to hunch over and reach for the bars, yeah, it's then, then there's some height, but a lot, a lot to it. Um, uh, stuff, uh, there Vidmoto asks, these are always great. Just a reminder. It would be great if, you kept iTunes podcast up to date with the issues, please. Oh, that's not a question. That's a that's a comment. <laughs> so he's he's uh, hoping that we keep our iTunes up to date. I think I had somebody help me do some of the iTunes stuff. I don't know if they're still getting put up there. Um, it would be really nice if they were up to date too. Um, I kind of wanted to. I really wanted to have some sponsors to plug in there to make it worth our time to put it up there. But you didn't get us any sponsors, Logan. No, I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, once that happens, it's going to happen real quick. That's where I'm going to, I'm going to invest that money that we get for sponsorship into getting the episodes up onto iTunes. 
Like, if you think I'm going to take it and run down the street and go someplace else with it, then you are got to be fooling. Um, okay. Uh, PGI Radder 26. What are the base Honda models that Johnny Campbell used to win Baja? Johnny Campbell won Baja on an XR600 as a base model. Uh, one year he did it on a 628, and I know the next year he did it on a 600 because that's the year I did it with him. And the year that I rode the 628, I said I'd never ride that pile of crap again. <laughs> We're going to ride a 600 because um, at least when I hold it wide open, I know it'll go 80 miles an hour, not 65 like the 628 did. <laughs> that's really bad. Remember we talked about him getting hot? Yeah. So uh, so one time we used a real XR600, <laughs> believe it or not. It was only 600. A uh, little high-compression piston and and uh, a really good cylinder head and good cam, HRC cam in it. But uh, then they switched over to the XR650, and I think that's where he did the bulk of his wins was on the uh, XR650R. And... Then they moved to Honda Sierra 450X, and those were the bikes that uh, Johnny did his Baja winning on. So that is the answer to the question. Um, uh, the Duke says. <laughs> now that's the dangerous part of using recluse. Yeah, so here's the dangerous part of using a recluse. Besides it making you a better rider and you're going to go up a level in skill if you're not an expert already and all that stuff. If you leave your bike in gear and it's idling and your buddy decides to walk up to it and twist the throttle to see how crisp your throttle response is and the bike lunges generally into the side of the most expensive vehicle in the parking lot, um, yeah, that's the dangerous part of the recluse. I think they used to have stickers that they were putting on the bikes that had them or something like that. But, uh, yeah, she shouldn't be twisting the throttle on the bike when you're not on it. It's just uh, kind of common sense. But, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, that is a dangerous part, the Duke. Um, uh, George Pennington asks, no, he says, why is there, nobody's asking questions. They're just making statements. What's that? Or you could buy a YZ450 fx and a set of fork springs and be good to go so we have up on the website courtesy of trevor hunter how to put a six speed into your ktm xc your 450 xc kind of like he did so he could go be going about 20 miles an hour faster when he hit that donkey um so and and George is mentioning that you could buy a YZ450FX that has a true wide ratio five-speed in it. And uh, and he feels like you need a set of fork springs, and then you'd be good to go. So thanks, George, for that information. I think all these guys need to start their own podcasts. Everybody else is doing it. Mm. And they could just give out. They could just diss out all this advice. But it's good. I'll read it out loud. I'm not afraid. Um, Curtis Kelly, uh, last minute said, um, was asking about the climb knack pack. Um, he said my thoughts on it. That's actually kind of the thing I'm wearing. Mostly I was, I was wearing the arsenal vest for a long time when I was trail riding. Cause I like to carry stuff, tools, things, um, water. Um, and, uh, so I have been uh, wearing the knack pack lately just cause it's, it's so easy to get on. It's one clip on and off. Uh, it has enough room for all the stuff I want to carry. Pretty comfortable. Um, I wouldn't call it a race fit because it is a little bit loose. It doesn't really have like a, a lot of the packs will have like a, a belt that goes around the waist to really keep keep it from bouncing around. And uh, and he said something about it doesn't come with a hydration bladder. I thought it did. I, I'm pretty sure mine did come with a hydration bladder. So um, yeah, you have to check into that. And the thoughts on the cell phone pocket in the front. I have a an iPhone, whatever this is. It's it's a just six or it's seven. a six or seven or something. Seven, and uh, it just barely fits in that front pocket. But I also wear climb pants that have uh, pockets and legs, and it fits in there better. So I'm all about the pockets. Um, I think it's a I think it's a good pack. Um, there's some other companies that make some interesting packs as well. Uh, 
I mean, if you really want a lot of kind of um, modular storage, that Arsenal vest is pretty awesome as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, I'm happy with mine. I really, I really like it. Um, okay, we're gonna go to questions on the uh, in the chat room. Any good ones? Anybody see any good ones come through? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. You should invite Travis Horn. That kid is amazing on the flat track. Okay. Where are the warm hams? Uh, the warm hams, Jay, are in the on the living room floor because I'm going to hop on a motorcycle. How, how? What's the temperature outside? 35. 34. Can I get 33? <laughs> go down to cold. Got I'm gonna it. I'm going to go to freezing. I'm going to ride back to California tonight on my... KTM 1190 with heated grips on it, and I'm going to be bundled up in climb gear, lots of layers. Yeah, I have I have an electric an electric vest, but it has a BMW plug on it, so it doesn't work on KTM's. Um, let's see. Travis was in the class, right? Uh, that was the the super camp class. Um, uh, where are we at here? Great riding here. <laughs> Good. We had great riding today too. Was that dirt like? Wow. That's yeah. Nice. It's, a, it's a special blend. It's Perump's finest. It's 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 a mix of the right stuff. Where that flat track, I think, after one more rain and a little more mixing in, is going to be is going to be really good. Um, let's see. Look into Corks, the local hair scramble series. What are we talking about here? Um, <laughs> private discussions on the, uh, on the chat room. Uh, Mike Mead asks any recommendations for two way radios? Uh, yes, Mike. Um, I am not a big radio fan. Uh, but if you want to do anything radio related with motorcycles and you want to do it, Sano, uh, look at PCI race radios. So I think it's, uh, PCI radios.com or PCIRaceRadios.com. I was actually looking at their stuff today because I'm looking to get a setup for my UTV. And uh, they have, actually, I think they have a Christmas special going on right now with some of the motorcycle uh, setups. So uh, PCI Radios, they're great people. They support the off-road racing. Um, that's what we used their setups when I was riding with Johnny and Baja. And uh, good, good stuff. So um, Victor says, BS, I am old and I don't like recluse. Well, it's because you, I don't know why, because <laughs> you wear Levi's and you ride an XR400. <laughs> um, Eric Hall likes his recluse. He says so right there. Um, let's see. Uh, not a commercial for recluse, just great info, says Daniel, Danielle Oliver. Am I saying that right? Oliver. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. Huh. Did okay, right? Yeah. Yep. That's why I'm wearing the hat. <laughs> um, let's see. I took Jimmy's suggestion on Recluse, and I cannot thank you enough. Love it. See? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, Daniel says, Jeremy in Washington went with the 2020... XC 300, no regrets. Based on my advice, somebody actually listened to my advice. <laughs> you know, uh, um, so so I spent a lot of time uh, talking to this one guy about about he wanted to he wanted to come and take the class and he wanted to get a bike, and I the first thing I said was he said what bike should I get? What what do you think? I told him. Just guess. Don't 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 give the answer out. What do you think I told him? What do I always tell people? What's the best bike ever? KTM five hundred. Right. Okay. For right now, we're not going to talk about the Husaberg because if I rode the Husaberg around that track today, you'd still be out there shoveling the dirt that flew flew forty feet off the side of that flat track. You'd be out there with a broom and a shovel putting it back on. That's how much power. That Husaberg has, unlike the sputtering XR100. Um, 
but uh, the KT, so yeah, I told this guy, I said, Hey, you know, you should, I, I don't know a whole lot about you, but if you, you just, cause he wanted kind of an adventure bike, you wanted something you could ride on the trails, all this stuff and just get a KTM 500. And so not too long after that, he signed up for the class. He said, Hey, and I took your vice. I bought the Honda CR 450 L. I'm like, uh, okay. I don't remember when I gave you that advice, but, um, but he read it on dirt bike test. He read that. I said it was a really nice bike. And, and so it was good. It was good advice. And he's very happy with his motorcycle. So shows what I know. I mean, you got it off of YouTube, right? (laughs) So it's free. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, Bob, you always have a slow connection on your end. So don't blame me. We're, we're spitting this out way slower than you're receiving it. So your, your connection must really suck. Um, yes, Johnny does need to come back on the show. Actually, I was thinking about calling Ricky Brayback on the show. Wasn't I? Cause I'm supposed to call him. I was supposed to call him about two o'clock this afternoon. And then I got busy installing a light, and then and then somehow I got flat track on the brain. We got dizzy. Yeah, we did. We got dizzy. It would have been better if we had two bikes out there, but you didn't get here soon enough. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's see. Um, is there any kind of general workout routine you like? Uh, Kevin Omo is asking me that. So, Kevin, it really depends on my mood. Um, You've probably heard about the Jimbo training program. Now, this is not something that you can buy. Um, uh, It's kind of super top secret, but I will tell you that there could be an occasional 12-ounce curl. Um, Sometimes just tequila. You know, it just depends. Um, But, no, me, uh, back to being honest, um, uh, I currently like running. Um, is, is my kind of go-to to just get a, get a workout. Um, I like riding mountain bikes, but yeah. it's kind of a hassle. Um, cause I actually have to, you know, put on some gear and go do it. I'm running. I just put my shoes on and I go. So I guess it's cause I'm lazy and I like recluses that I just like running. But, um, so, uh, and then, and then as far as workout stuff, I do sit-ups, push-ups, pull-ups and stretching. And, and, you know, just some, some really simple uh, stuff like that. And it seems to keep me, uh, in shape and then just ride, ride, ride and more riding will help, which is kind of fun really as far as uh, training goes. So, uh, hopefully that answers the, uh, answers the question. Um, let's see, uh, Jimmy, steering stabler question. I have seen a few opinions on the Africa Twin, Rally, BRP, Scots, etc. Um, require additional mounting hardware and some use of the tank attachment only. What's your take on the best bang for the buck? I don't know specifically about the mounting on the Honda Africa Twin. I haven't really uh, looked into it that much. Uh, that bike doesn't – it's like – there's some bikes that don't need – a steering stabilizer that much and the Africa twin, I believe is a very stable bike, but on the same sentence, I've never met a bike that didn't benefit in some way from a steering stabilizer, properly tuned, set up steering stabilizer. And so when I start saying that properly tuned and set up, I have a favorite and I really like the Scots steering stabilizer for the main reason that it doesn't valve back to center, which some of the other stabilizers do. So it's what they call free back to center. And then the high and low speed adjustments are very, very independent. In other words, when you adjust the low speed, it only affects the low speed. And when you adjust the high speed, it only affects the high speed. So there's some other stabilizers that when you adjust one, it affects the other and things like that. So that may be better if you just want to make it, you know, and there's some that feel like you over tightened your headset. (laughs) so if you like that feeling then you can over tighten your headset or you can buy a steering stabilizer so um uh i don't think you can go wrong with the scots because you can adjust it into working exactly how you want it no matter what there's no confusion with it i just don't know what the mounting uh, situation is on on that particular bike um and um so i have no experience with the rally uh the brp is um i think you're talking about gpr no maybe brp scots 
BRP is the one that makes the triple clamps and the, a lot of the mounting parts that go with the Scott's kit. Uh, and I think sometimes people confuse that with GPR, which is another steering stabilizer. Those ones valve back to center. And that's just personally me, not for me. Um, and I, I think they may make one. I don't know if they make one that valves back to center. I haven't really experienced with them too long. I have, I have one on one of our rental bikes and I, I feel like I should take it off all the time, every time I get on the bike. <laughs> so, um, it's always set at one, the least, because, <laughs> um, let's see. No, the new climb pack do not come with the hydration bladder. You have to pay extra for it. Okay. That's the answer then. Cause that's the second person that's told me that. So, um, sounds pretty good. PCI race radios.com was the number for PCI. Thanks, George. You're killing it, uh, as usual. And I haven't crashed your motorcycle yet, but, um, wait, I did crash it. Didn't, oh yeah, you did. Oh, yep. you, you saw it. I saw the, the skid mark on the ground. Yeah. Where my saw head, all the foot, footprints. footprints. And... You saw that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was our sand motos last week. Yeah. How was that? That was fun. Yeah. We did sand motos. I should have taken the 125. I wouldn't have crashed the 125. <laughs> so what, what, the, what's Logan's rant for this week? It's not, it can't be silence. I got, I got a little bit of sip here. What do you got? What were you going to talk about? You asked the one the, question about the black Yamaha and? The... I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> ask a hard question. Ask, have Logan ask me a question? Yeah. Do you have a question for me, Logan? What's your favorite type of writing? Depends on what day it is. Yeah. It's, it's whatever kind of writing I didn't do last. Yeah. So, so like, I just got done flat tracking. So right now I have no desire to go flat track. Well, actually it was pretty good. So I might <laughs> yeah. want to go back, but if I did it two days in a row, I wouldn't want to do flat track. And so that's why I'm going to hop on my adventure bike and ride back to California. So I'm going to go adventure bike riding. And I promise you when I get back there, I will not want to ride the adventure bike, especially I'll probably want to go sit in the, the bathtub with really hot water and thaw out. And then Whatever I do next, you know, if I go trail riding, then I'll want to go to the motocross track. So it's pretty simple. Just whatever I can do next that's a little bit different. It yeah. just keeps it keeps it interesting. It's fun, you know. Motorcycles are fun. I don't know if anybody told you that. Um, uh, Steve Hall says, maybe this has been beaten to death already, but what do you think about removing the thermostat from an 18FE501? Usually ride in New England, but also doing the Tour of Idaho in 20. So I am not a fan of removing the thermostats on on the four strokes especially when you're riding them in cooler conditions because they well actually especially if you're moving down roads and stuff like that they actually run a little bit too cool and believe it or not less horsepower and um it's not like it's going to cold seize or anything um but uh yeah I I've I, I have a 500 that has the thermostat removed on it, and I have one that has it in there. And I definitely noticed that one warms up quicker, and the one with it in there warms up quicker. I've never noticed any difference in them overheating, even when used in stuff. I mean, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there's a big deal. I don't think it's something you need to do. But you can go on to uh, YouTube and probably find the guy who's going to sell you the thermostat removal kit, and he will have a very good argument on why you need to take it off. I'm positive. Is that guy bald? <laughs> I, I think I am last time I checked. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'd like to get Ricky on the show too. Did anybody, Nobody wanted to call in, right, that we know of? Yeah, good. It's saving me nine cents a minute. <laughs> um let's see ricky shorty repeat just prior to the car we pretty badass those guys are getting on airplanes and leaving actually ricky's training tomorrow down in the sand dunes and i think andrew was uh down in mexico uh and then he's going to comment also the worst part of me using a recluse is listening to insecure goofs talk crap about something they don't understand hopefully you're talking about me there and 
<laughs> I resemble that comment. Um, let's see. The best place in the nation to live and ride. Jawbone Canyon, California. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, let's see. Jimmy, do you protect your hands on long hour races besides the motor gloves? No, I don't. My hands are are calloused and they're still calloused from the time I was like 16 or younger because I had a firewood business. <laughs> and that's how I learned I'd better how to learn how to use my brain as opposed to my muscles to make an income. And uh, the firewood business built up these calluses on my hand that are still with me today. So I got some relatively tough hands. The wrists aren't so good, but the hands is um, – uh, not, not, they're, they're working good. Rodrigo Lopez. What is a good cost benefit for, for the GPS? What is a good cost benefit for the GPS on a race like KOM? Well, <laughs> you'll be able to find out where you're going. <laughs> That's a good benefit. You're already spending $400 in the entry fee. Why not, you know, have a, some way to figure out where you're going. I mean, you could follow people, but I've seen people get stuck in a canyon. They said, I don't need a GPS. I'm just going to follow people. And they get stuck in a canyon, and the people that they were going to follow left, and they came out of the canyon, and then they're like, where do I go? <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, GPSs are good. I mean, it, it, you'll, you'll find other uses for them. So uh, I think that's a good cost benefit. Um Voyager, I think the Voyager is the one that I prefer. I know a lot of guys like the Garmin E-Trex um, for that. Uh, I don't actually want the maps on my GPS for that race because I'm just going to keep my little arrow on the line. I don't need to see where everything's at because I kind of know where it's at. Um, time to upload those onto Spotify. It's been so long since an up. Love listening at work. Thanks, Ryan. Um, yeah, I know. I, you know, I I haven't even put these up on dirt bike test. <laughs> That's how bad. That's how bad it's gotten. Um, it's pretty simple. It just takes about ten or fifteen minutes to make the post. Um, and uh, haven't had time to do that. Gabe was going to do it, but he's too busy trying to tune my uh, XR100 for flat track use. <laughs> he says no, he's not. Uh, what are you doing to train for the 2020 KOM? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Um, <laughs> if you make smart comments like that, I will use your bike to race that race. <laughs> so, and I mean, the pipe dents are nothing compared to a dented frame. And if you look at my Husabergs, <laughs> you'll see dented frames and those are expensive to fix. Um, What's the difference between a recluse and a traditional slipper clutch if there is one? So, yes, uh, there is. So, uh, typically, a slipper clutch only slips on deceleration. So, it doesn't really, because basically, the way they work is they're on ramps. And anytime the motor is uh, spinning faster than the transmission. So, in other words, the, if the transmission is spinning faster than the motor, it allows the clutch to slip. So you don't get wheel chatter and stuff. It's 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 uh, um, it's less compression braking on four strokes, stuff like that. And then once the motor starts driving or pulling again, it pretty much locks the clutch back down into normal activation. Uh, a recluse uh, can slip a little bit uh, on deceleration, uh, but it really it 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 doesn't. It depends on how you have it set up. I mean, you the problem is is when you lock up a recluse you lock up your wheel and it disengages you have to give it gas again for it to engage where um uh the slipper clutch uh it's it there's always some sort of drag so the wheel can sometimes pull it back into uh um it doesn't totally disengage is my experience with them um so okay uh is jimmy doing the 2020 king of the motos i don't know yet uh it's a good question george seems to think that i am he thinks i'm training for it was flat track training was that good training for king of the motos today yeah you sure no why uh, anytime you're on a motorcycle is training right yeah that's that's what you tell your dad when you want to go riding it's like i'm going training <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, you'll learn that. Um, Let's see. What do you wish you learned earlier in your... What did I wish I'd learned earlier in my motorcycle career? Balance. Yeah. I wish I would have been more balanced. Um, uh, Man, all the stuff I teach in my class, I wish I would have known (laughs) when I was racing because I would have been so much more effective at practicing. Um, Kevin Omo asks, are there any rally training rides in the U S before the 2020 Sonora rally, uh, rally training rides? I don't know. Uh, I know there's some other guys that do those. I do a real specific, um, training school and, uh, um, I don't do it that often. And I only do it with people that are really, really, um, committed, uh, to it cause it's not cheap and it requires a lot of practice. So Grant Plansky joined. Hey, Grant, did you get that KTM 500 XCW? How is it? <laughs> That's like I got a text every morning. He's like, hey, have you got that bike? How is it? And he already bought one. It's like, would you want my affirmation on how good that bike is? Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. Uh, Kip Boost says, Mike Johnson, owner of Rally Comp, and uh, Matt Sutherland are both doing Africa Eco Rally with Lyndon Poskett's team. Uh, races to places do you know if it mimics the early dakar routes um kim kip kip yes uh it's it does uh to the point that they can based on the um wars that are going on in the region <laughs> so uh i think i think it's more like the 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 early early paris to dakar routes but it was similar to the route that i did in i believe it was 90 six or half of the route that i did is uh because i got diarrhea kind of kind of like i do with my mouth in this show so uh why would anyone want a slipper clutch on dirt i can't figure out why you would says mike smith um to reduce compression braking um a lot especially in the early four strokes um they weren't able to tune the ignitions to the level that they are now uh, and so it would just help the bike feel more like a two stroke. So it was kind of a tool that they were using. It's really popular in road racing. Um, and, uh, and especially in supermoto, a lot of guys were using cause it eliminated kind of the wheel chatter that way, you know, the compression braking didn't cause the wheel to start skipping, but, uh, in the dirt, there was a lot of guys running them, uh, and in, uh, in motocross in the early days. So I don't think so much anymore. Um, I wonder if the KTM adventure bikes still have slipper clutches in them. I know my 950, my 950 does. And I don't know. I haven't pulled, I've never had to open the clutch on my 1090 or 1190. So I don't know, but, uh, let's see. Ryan Miller, Jimmy, have you ex- ever experienced chatter in the low end with a recluse? My old man just picked up a 450 X and it chatters like crazy when lugging it around. Well, good thing he's an old man because otherwise that recluse wouldn't work for him. Um, yes, I think it's chattering a couple things. Uh, I would, I would go ahead and pull it apart and check to make sure, see what kind it is first, because if it's one of the older EXP discs and I can speak to this cause I just replaced one of my older EXP discs that had the old ball bearing ramps, not the Teflon slider ramps. And it was chattering a little bit. But man, what an improvement the the newer the newer disc. So ES, exp two to exp three uh, would be the 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 difference in those two, and it's literally just a drop in. You take the old one out, put the new one in, and big improvement. But see what kind it is. It could be. I mean, it could be the old um, Z Start Pro, and those actually engage pretty smooth. So I'm thinking it might be an early exp. Sometimes just based on the spring combination that you have and the weights of the wedges, it can make it chatter. And then I've also noticed that if any of the, if it, if it's gotten really hot and something is warped inside of there, it makes it kind of grab, release, grab, release, grab, release, um, in there. The judder spring out and the Honda. I don't know. It didn't say anything about that, but that's why you got to take it apart and look at it. I think recluse actually has you leave it in there. And I did, I did in all of the ones that I built the last couple of years, I left the jetter spring in there and it, it didn't seem to cause any problems. So, um, and make sure your old man's not lugging around in third gear when he should be in first gear. 
because that's an old man technique and really a recluse will let you get away with it, but not for very long. You, you still need to be in the right gear, even though the clutch will do all the work for you. So uh, Kip says, we like you running KOM. Um, no, I'm not going to run it um, uh, anymore, but I might try to ride it. Uh, it's, I, I said that when I talked to Justin, who is now running it, and he, he started asking me a lot of questions about it. I said, Justin, don't ask me any more questions because I might run, I might ride your race. And, um, and so that, that was probably just an excuse to not answer any questions because I'm mean. But uh, maybe I really – I actually would like to support it. I mean, it's it's an event that, I, you know, it, it was close to me. I, I invented it. Um, I had a good run at it. I was happy with it. And uh, if somebody can make it keep going, I'd probably like to support it. So um, maybe I'll ride it. You never know. George's 300 is looking pretty sweet for that right now. Um Chris Smith says, I swapped between supermoto and off-road setups and was curious about the difference. I've just never ridden a bike with a slipper, just the recluse. Man, I, I always ran a slipper when I did supermoto, um, Chris. So um, the 690 and 701 have slipper, slipper coaches. Yeah, I know KTM has them in their in their um, bigger adventure bikes, or they had had them. Um, so, Yep. Yep. So that's what they're. That's what the. Uh, that's what the. Uh, the the form is saying now that the bigger KTM's do have the slipper clutches, in them. So we've done a pretty good job answering questions. Uh, we've almost gone an hour. You Logan, you have one more minute. You're gonna eat it up with some. Did you Did you write your rap yet? What rap? The one I just bought a dirt bike. Throw a pipe on that ride. That song. Oh. That one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, you forgot about that, didn't you? Weren't you supposed to handle that? Did you do karaoke, by the way? No. No, no karaoke. Okay. Um, so okay, I think I think we've I, we've done it. We haven't we haven't incurred a phone bill at this show. We've operated at the price of what we're getting paid. Um, Gabe, you happy? <laughs> if if Gabe's happy, I'm happy. So we're all happy here. Uh, good to see everybody in the uh, in the chat room. Not sure whether we'll be back next week. Uh, was it Christmas Eve? Would that be Christmas Eve next week? So, yeah. so I don't know. I have nothing better to do. <laughs> nobody's nobody's giving me gifts. <laughs> yeah, probably not going to go to church. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> uh, you never know. My, I'll just I'll just do a solo uh, tech talk taco Tuesday. We'll talk about all the Christmas gifts that you're expecting expecting to get. What Santa Claus is going to bring you in your dirt bike future? Um, okay. Um, I'm glad. Uh, thanks for keeping the enthusiasts entertained. Uh, thanks, guys, for for watching. Uh, you have any sponsors you need to thank, Logan? No. Wait, how do you get your motorcycles? My father. Right. Okay. So, one more time, Logan. Do you have any sponsors you'd like to thank? Thanks, Dad. Right, and that's how you got here tonight. Yeah. I think he kicked you in the butt to get your ass over to do flat track. Otherwise, you wouldn't have seen that text I sent you. Right? My phone was breaking. Oh, yeah. It, 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 really, it's a good, ex a valid excuse. Believe it or not. <laughs> so. We know how he is. Yeah. I jumped on him. He showed me his phone. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Okay, guys. Well, we will see you, if not uh, next week. Oh, I was supposed to I was supposed to mention. One of the things I was supposed to mention is is the, uh, I, I am, um, I'm not really part of this club, but the Fuck You Racing has uh, stickers for almost every state in the United States, and I have the Nevada things. Is there any way you can make that pop up in the screen right now, Gabe? So I should be in the very new future in possession of a number of these limited edition. Uh, it's a really cool logo that Jerry Bernardo came up with. And uh, so if you are interested... Uh, there's Google. You know, hey, Google uh, sent 12 people to my riding school because they were interested in horse riding lessons. <laughs> it, it told me that. Uh, there's a pretty picture of some waterfalls. And we're working on it. It's, it's, it's good. Don't worry. 
I, I like putting you on the spot over there. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, we always, we're always so prepared around here. But uh, uh, I guess they have them for most of the states now. If you can find the representative from your state, maybe you can earn a, uh, a cute little sticker. Logan, you think you're going to get one? I don't know. You know what you got to do? Support. Help support a small family. Okay, it sounds good to me. By selling t-shirts. Right. I was... Oh, is that where... We're, at least we're not ralphing off my motorcycles. <laughs> I think, I think that uh, that you can by sliding, like sliding the whole way around the, the flat track, keeping the wheels out of line the whole way. We'll go check the tracks, make sure it's good, and then you can get the sticker. The sticker that looks like um, we're not sure right now. It's getting close. It's it's getting there. Okay, so you're going to have to check our Facebook page or something like that. I'll put a picture of the sticker up. And uh, so thanks, for everybody, for listening. Uh, that's it, and we will see you out in the trail, right, Logan? Yes. Cheers. <laughs>